Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 105 of Planning Face Syndicate. Thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Tonight, our episode is going to be about the Welsh Open store champs, and we are going to change our Academy 101. I, I can't be consistent, I swear to God. Um, But we're going to change our Academy 101 tonight, and we are going to be talking about new player list building and how to have that conversation what you should be bringing what you you should be doing all those fancy fun things because essentially i had an experience this week at my locals and and you'll jj and, and alex will be able to pick on me here in a few minutes but um i had an experience at my locals that um made me realize that i feel this becomes a little bit more of an important segment and for those of you who are not new players this is a great conversation to have though with some of your other locals because I feel some of the things we're going to talk about tonight are things that can translate into how you can help build your community back at home. With that being said, I want to provide a couple of quick updates for everybody. Um, we have some sword champs in Michigan coming up. So if you live in the Michigan, Chicago area, um, or even if you're from Ohio or Indiana and you want to come on up, we have some few, we have a few sword champs uh, coming up. And by next week, I'll have a graphic. Um, I I owe Corey a few things, but I will have a graphic next week to share with everybody uh, so they can see. With store champs, be, that being said, we have some in two in July, one at Eternal Games on the 29th of July. On the 22nd of July, there is one in. Oh, let me see. It's in Muskegon. And I can't remember the name of the event place, but there is one in Muskegon. Oh, I can just go to my events. Click, click, cool. Anyway, there, there's one in Muskegon. I'll look up the name of the, the place in a second. And um, they they are offering um, a an amazing spread of things. Uh, Griffin's Rest. There we go. See, it took me long enough. So we have one at Griffin's Rest coming up on the 22nd of July. Um, there's also one in Lamont, Illinois on the 9th of July. And there's a possibility that I will be going to that, uh, just for the fun of it. Um, so I could fly something crazy and insane. Um, but we'll see. It depends kind of on my daughter's medication. Um, also as a side note next week, the episode will probably be moved from, uh, Sunday. We don't know when I, 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 we honestly don't know with 4th of July week, it's really going to be weird. Um, and then over the weekend on Friday, I had another tragedy happen in my life. Um, I had a close friend of mine that I knew since high school um, pass away. And I was very close with their family. Um, they were kind of like my second family growing up. And um, his funeral is going to be on Saturday, and I'm a part of the funeral, and the viewing is going to be Friday. So my Friday and my Saturday are booked, plus my company has Go Live. And then we have the holiday coming up <laughs> immediately after that. So I cannot guarantee we're going to do an episode. Um, we might try and like air an episode, but not do a live one um, later in the week. Uh, but I don't want to ruin anybody's 4th of July plans and, and stuff like that. So um, we tentatively are probably not going to have an episode next week um, just because of everything that's going on. I just I have so much going on with my work and then the funeral is kind of interjecting. So I'm going to have to work off hours uh, to make sure I can keep up with our go live 
Uh, so as of now, our we're tentatively would be pushing like the episode out to like Thursday or something like that. Um, so we probably will just cancel for tomorrow. With that being said, I want to dedicate this episode to my buddy Zach Chevelle. May you rest in peace, big heart, my Iron Man. With that, let's bring in my co-host for the night. Please welcome JJ. I'm not even the he's got a better hat on than he normally has. How are you tonight, <laughs> sir? Uh, doing all right, still uh, recovering physically, doing a lot better, thankfully. I'm just uh, excited to uh, be a lot more flexible, not being constant pain, and uh, just want to get some more X-Wing, man. And I, I got to say, if um, if you guys have not been following or you're not, you've not signed up to be part of the Nickel City League, um, I got to say season four is going to be the biggest season that Nickel City is going to have for their online league. Uh, we got a ton, a ton of players, 114 players last count that we had. Um, the draft has been is is shaping up to be one of the best drafts that we've seen for this league and it's exciting to see all these new uh teams come up uh with all the new intros that's coming in and it's going to be crazy good for this draft that's coming up in august uh, i'm excited for the nickel city league and welcome alex the bench warmer how are you tonight sir i'm doing well i actually uh had a wedding out in muskegon over the past couple of days, so uh, I'm used to this drive now because I'll probably be going to the one in a couple of weeks. Oh, a Griffin's rest. Yeah. Makes sense. Well, cool. I actually was out in Detroit area. Like, I was out in Sterling Heights on Saturday. We went, we had tickets to go see Counting Crows um, and Dashboard Confessional. And um, I, with my buddy passing, we didn't know if we were going to go. Um, and I'm really, really close with his brother. Like he's one of my best friends ever. And so I just said, Hey, I had somebody cancel on me. You want a ticket to get your mind off shit and you can come and we get drunk. My wife will drive. You don't have to worry about it. And he lives out in Detroit anyway. So we just picked him up on the way. We had some amazing Chinese food in Novi. Like this place was like, Oh my God. Like everything, I swear to God, everything was made from scratch. Um, it was where in primo Novi. what's that uh, what what restaurant i don't know why uh it i'll have let me look it up for you it was called <laughs> china something but I'll, I'll get you give me a second i'll get you the name of it and it's like i said it's a, it's amazing china cafe on novi hmm. road hmm. and it's like some little offshoot one like and you when you pull up you just kind of think and eh, whatever but when i when we got inside and we actually sat down at the table and like they brought the food if you've never been Alex, I'll tell you right now, it's worth every penny. <laughs> it was like 25 bucks to play, but it was <laughs> it was worth every penny. Um, it is Novi, you know, it's a little expensive out there. It is, yeah. That's that's the um, the fancy uh, part of Detroit, from my understanding, outside of Royal Oak. So, <laughs> Do you know how it actually got its name? No. I believe it was the number six spot off the trains. And they just combined the abbreviation because it was N O period V I for six, and they just oh. combined it into Novi. Huh. That's, That's awesome! That's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. I like that. I, I did not know that. I'll text my um, so my buddy. His wife is actually from that area. Like they live in the house she grew up in. So they 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 got they bought the house from um, her mother, 
uh, I don't know, like a couple years ago. And so that's what they, they just, they live there. Like, I mean, they're definitely like my buddy, Matt is not um from that area. He's from Greenville. So like, like this is a, it's a little bit of a, a shock for him price wise. Uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, and like when, Royal Oaks is expensive, you should see Bloomfield. Yeah. I will no never yeah. for you ever to go there. <laughs> yeah. No, thank you. Nope. No Bloomfield for me. Yeah, we 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 when we when I go out there, I always say, "Hey, do you guys need any booze?" Because I'm not paying your price when you get there. <laughs> like I'm gonna pick it up in Lansing or just east of Lansing or something on my way through. I'm not spending like like some of their whiskeys out there. Like like okay, just Jack Daniels for example is like thirty eight bucks sometimes, and it's like what? Why why is it like ten dollars more than Grand Rapids? That's just ludicrous to me. I believe, JJ, that this just to give you perspective, that over 50% of the residents there have a net value of over a million dollars. Dang. That's how expensive that place is. And it's not like, you know, they're getting like New York, like where everything's just super overpriced. It is just right out in the suburb of Detroit that's just super expensive. Oh, wow, man. So it's like the Schaumburg of uh, (laughs) Yes. But if you if you've never been there, I don't know how far you live from Novi, Alex. But if you live close enough, you should 100% check that restaurant out. That that was definitely like, I don't know. I drank cider instead of whiskey at the concert because it was 21.75 for a double shot. So two shots in a coke that's about this big was 21.75. Okay. And you know they blame millennials for like not having beer money, like, right? At yeah, at <laughs> concerts they blamed them for like millennials not buying beer, and it's just like no, you know, when your beer's twenty dollars a pop, <laughs> yep. the cider was fifteen ninety eight or something like that. It's ludicrous. Like, but it was a tall boy, so it was like one of those tall cans. So I got two of them and called it a day. I was like, all right, that's you know, that's good for me, like. That's more than I normally would spend on booze at a concert, but you know, it was a we're it was a special occasion. You know, uh, we were we're kind of we're honoring Zach's life because that that would have yeah. been a concert he would have gone with us to. So, sure. <clears throat> All right. Well, let's begin. Let's 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 begin. Do we have any other? We don't have any other announcements. I don't think so. Why don't we do? the beginner list segment first. So I, I want to do our Academy one-on-one segment. And here we go. Our beginner segment. What I wanted to do is talk about beginner lists, right? And, and we'll call it that, I guess, tentatively. It's not really just about the list. I wanted to talk. It's kind of a two part type thing, right? I want to go over lists that would be good for newer players to play, but I also kind of want to go through, you know, some of the discussion on what we can do maybe to help new players as they learn. And and, and so I'll, I'll give a short story. I know I talk a lot, um, but I guess it is my podcast, so I can talk a lot. Um, <laughs> but I'll give a short, short story about this week. So we've had at locals. We've had this discussion like a couple months ago. And when I'm in tournament prep mode, I play the lists I'm going to fly or do my testing at my locals because it's the easiest for me to get in person playing. And that's like, for me, it's easy because there's a lot of people there that will critique me and tell me, yep, you made this move wrong or this move wrong, or Hey, swap this upgrade in for what you're trying to get at. 
when we're when we had new points come out or before we had new points come out, I was just playing for fun list. Whatever I wanted, it didn't matter. There was I wasn't testing anything, you know, like that was just getting the hang of playing Nantech again. Um, because I knew that was coming down in price. So I wanted to start getting in in shape for Sunfact, which I still don't feel super confident <laughs> in my play. Um and anyway, so last week I I'm I've been kind of where where you got a month and a half or a month roughly before the next store champ. Um, I have a couple of lists that I've flown at each of them. I don't feel I need a ton of practice per se to fly them. It's just going to be day of decisions. Um, and it is a star champ. So, right. So I don't have to be super serious. It's not like I'm going to worlds. Um, so I decided why not fly another faction, something I would enjoy, uh, flying that's different. Um, so JJ threw a few lists, crispy threw a few lists at me. Um, and then I kind of tweaked them and just made them my own. But I played FO um, because that's what I had in my kit because I could not I cannot find I cannot find my resistance stuff. Um, so I have a bad feeling my resistance is at somebody's house and they need to tell me probably at my brother's house. But I couldn't find all my resistance stuff to play resistance, which is what JJ and I actually had talked about playing. But I couldn't find it. So I had like, <coughs> I was like, I got FO packed. I can do this. I'm all ready to go. Um, so I threw a list on the table. With Whirlwind and Kylo and Midnight and um, a couple other ships, so it was like a five ship list, and and Malaris and then and someone else. And so I was like, "Oh, this this I've never played this before. I've flown these ships, but I've never actually played it. I figured I wouldn't be that you know good at it. But the list was a little bit too easy to fly, and then I had a little bit too much ease in both the games I played. And one of the players um, was newer." And then I kind of felt bad because, like, I I toasted his list. Like, like I think he scored four points or six points. He scored six points because he killed one of my ships at the end. But, like, I felt really bad because then it was like, man, I just spent all this time, like, I spent all this time on podcast talking about how do we help newer players. And I felt I did not help him very well um, in his journey. Now, in fairness, we were talking through maneuvers. So the one maneuver... We didn't take back, um, and we talked about it later. We probably should have just had him replay it back. But he had one maneuver where he flew his Ember Torch, like, three ships in my list. Oh, I had Quick Draw. There you go, Alex. That was the other ship. Um, and so he had Ember, and Ember, like, took a couple of range three shots. Didn't matter. They No no damage taken. But then they, they weren't able to barrel roll there at the beginning of their turn, and I came in with Whirlwind and blocked it. Now, in fairness, I didn't know they were going to barrel roll. <laughs> But then they did a five straight onto an obstacle and then just was like, no, I made a mistake. Let's just leave it. Well, Ember was gone that turn. There's no more Ember. So Ember was 100% gone in that in that list. And then, you know, so then I, later on, we we're talking through some maneuvers. I'm like, hey, you don't want to do that. I'm telling you right now. But it's really hard because if you think about it, like you, <laughs> I know what my maneuver is and I'm an I-6. So I know, like, I could tell you, you shouldn't do these because... I know what I'm going to do and I, it's going to wreck you. <laughs> like, so what I wanted to do tonight is have a little bit of a discussion around how do we focus on new players and helping them. And then I also wanted to talk about lists because I probably shouldn't have flown that list. I figured I'd never flown it before. It couldn't be that good, um, but it, it was pretty good in the long run. <laughs> Um, comparatively, I would have been better off flying um, Kylo and my three B eights, which I'm going to do one of these one of these days. 
because I can't guarantee, I can almost guarantee that's not good because they're all going to be unnamed B8, except for Ember. So there's Even no way that that's a good one. What's confidence. that? You know, if they're the named BAs, I wouldn't have confidence in that list, but you know. <laughs> also, rough for your opponent to play a BA. That's kind of like a. No, no. Me, I'm going to play it. Well, I understand that, but I oh. mean, like, when you're telling your story about the person flying Amber, that's kind of. It's a rough. Uh, yeah. Yes. It's a rough ship to start. A yep. lot of decision points there. There is. You're right. Yep. And I think, you know, some of it is, I mean, in fairness to him, he did play in our search championship, you know, that we had um, earlier in the year. And, you know, he has been playing and he plays really well. Like he, he, in fairness to him, he does play very, very well, like for somebody that's played for two months, you know. Um, so, but, and, and, and some of it is, is we're, yeah. So what I want to do is like have that conversation around, can we help guide them? Can we help give, you know, like, here's where you can kind of get a jumping point off. Um, and then we could talk through, you know, if they want to fly Ember, hey, that's okay, right? Like, let them fly what they want to fly. I mean, a lot of people are like to fly Vader. And if you don't fly Vader 100% right, he becomes dice dependent. Um, and when he becomes dice dependent, you feel really bad because it's like, oh, there goes six points of something. That, that probably shouldn't die that quickly. <laughs> Um, I uh, I played the person that you that you played against. I played him in your store champ. Oh yeah, and this was the first time he's ever experienced Ray. Oh, uh, and, I'm like, and I'm like, first thing I said is, well, I'm sorry, but also <laughs> here's a bunch of stuff that I'm going to do, and there's really not much you can do about it. But like after the game, I'm just like, hey, um, I did this decision here because you set up this way, and this decision here because you set up this way, and then you split. Uh, what you want to do is you set up one ship on this side, one ship on this side, and these ships kind of somewhere around here, and then, like, just try to go from there, man. And he tried that, I think, in the next couple of games, and he said it was working out better for him. So, yeah. yeah. And, and just a, a little bit of a side tangent on that. Um, if you guys, um, uh, for, for our listeners here, if you guys um, ever get a chance to check out uh, Crispy's uh, uh Twitch channel, uh, which is Viper Squadron. He actually had a very great conversation about turn zero um, and how to like set up your placements for like your squads and stuff. Um, check it out; it's on Twitch. It is a really, um, it's a really great conversation about how to set up your list according to what your opponent is bringing, according to what you're bringing, and obstacle placements as well. Um, it is a really, really good. Um, a really good thing to to watch if you're a newer player trying to learn how to uh how to properly start up the game fair enough all right so i threw a few talking points in here but you fellas are welcome to add more if you would like uh but these are kind of our goal for the series right is to help provide some lists that can introduce new players um to play you know introduce new players to the game and will allow you to play similar type lists to help them get the hang of the game as well as help navigate triggers and scenarios. So the idea behind the lists are we don't have... So, so if you see these lists and you're like, man, these lists suck, it, whatever. Like, I don't care. Like, th this is not about you. This is about helping people for the game. And the idea here, and this is the, the big thing, is when you run or give this list to your local the idea becomes is that you do not run an OP list against it. <laughs> like, like 
because yeah. then it doesn't matter what you give them. They're never going to get 80% of any of the triggers off and they're just going to be wiped out. So the goal is, is to also talk about what can we do? Can we give other lists that might be less OP um, that, that could be used against um, some of these other players that feel not as aggressive um, for it? So, for example, if we ran five T70s against a five T70 list, which I don't know anybody that owns 10 T70s, but if you do, <laughs> more power to you. Um, Corey probably does. And yeah, sure um, Corey does. <laughs> but anyway, if you did, you could run all the subpar ones and they can run all the amazing ones, or you could run all the generics. And the reason I wanted to redo this is because I think we did this originally before the 2.5 scenario came out. And we had talked about, like, you could run, we used to be able to run four T65s with proton torpedoes and something else. And that was it. That was that fit as a 200 point list. Um, it was easy to fly. All the ships had the same things. But now we live in new world meta, right? <laughs> like we live in 2.5 world and you can't, it's not just a dogfight game. Um, so I have three categories. The first thing is, is what to focus on when helping new players. So JJ, what, what comes to mind in your world that when you think about what do I want to help focus on for new players? Um, for me, I think I uh, I want to focus on the basics, and I, I had a similar um, interaction with uh, two new players that uh, came into our local. Uh, there were a couple that had just bought. Um, they originally came to the store. They were interested in the game. We, uh, me and another player, brought out lists for them to play out and for them to try out, and then they jumped into the game and bought the um, the new starter sets uh, or the new core sets for Rebel and Empire, um, so that way they could play against each other um, with using those lists on there um and i think that the most important part there is for them to at least focus on the portion of the game that is uh setting dials and getting used to the distances uh for each uh, each one of those ships um later on you can add the additional layer of what the actions are um and kind of walk them through those those different interactions for it um but just having them get the feel for how far a four straight is or what a three bank can do uh or what a talent role would look like and um getting used to those ideas um so that way they can start mentally preparing in their mind um you know strategies based on the movement of where their ships are going to be and the other nuance of it too is also factoring initiatives as well. Um, you know, when you have a higher initiative ship that's going to move before a lower initiative ship and just trying to predict where that ship is going to go and setting your, your dial accordingly. Um, having multiple ships of the same type definitely helps that. Um, so that way you you become a lot more familiar with what those ships can do. And that uniformity definitely does help um, the, the a new player come in and really grasp the ship um, because that's just one less mental check that they have to make in their mind uh, for uh, understanding how to fly their list, right? Alex, how about you? Uh, when I was teaching like people how to play this game, uh, you know, it was it wasn't 2.5 at the time. So scenarios are out, uh, but I always start with like, you know, here's a couple X wings and like a B wing and an A wing. I'm just like they all fly differently, um, but like you can kind of see like the whole shtick, right? Like a B wing is slow, A wing is super fast. You know, try to, to work that through yourself. 
Uh, by the way, the three bank always go puts you farther than you want. A three hard, it doesn't go anywhere near you think it would go. I don't know why those two maneuvers for me are just like not even they don't make sense. <laughs> but I always did like um, you know limited kind of upgrades or upgrades that are like here's predator right like here's your normal attack. Also, by the way, if you do it really well, you get a reroll for putting me directly dead center of your ship. So I always wanted to, I always try to like, here's very simple, straightforward upgrades. I try not to have a lot of uh, different kind of crazy triggers, which kills me on the inside because that's what all my, all my lists are just crazy triggers. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, just, just point and shoot, man, figure it out. Uh, red maneuvers bad, blue maneuvers good. Um, I actually don't even do like medium and large bases until a little bit later, um, just because it's tough getting a grasp on general movement on a normal ship base, let alone something that's bigger. All right. So on my side, a lot of it was don't introduce too many new tactics at once, right? Like. Do not give them a million different tactics, right? So Kylo's going to fly differently than an FO. Great. But don't give them Kylo, FO, and then um, an SF. Because the SF and the FO might confuse because they look identical, but one has better agility, one has less agility uh, type thing. <clears throat> so just be careful. And, and I think you can layer these tactics, right? So you can layer different ways to play the game and how other people think. Um, which leads me to another point, right? Um, open dialogue. That is, to me, the number one thing. And and I will say this is probably the hardest thing for me because I like to win. <laughs> so if you didn't know, I like to win. So I have a harder time sometimes not um, playing to win and you get in that mindset. Um, but when we're teaching new people, the idea is having that open dialogue and saying, okay, here, um, I'm I could be doing this, this, and this. These are the three things... I would do. And then just say it, right? Because what's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to pick one out of the three to block and you do the opposite one and great. And if they block you, then you can say, hey, good job. That's you. You grabbed, gravitated towards that. Here, let me explain to you why that is actually a very uh, suboptimal move and you should not just choose that um, because of that. So you can use both sides for a dialogue piece. Um, uh, I agree with the no trick that not too many triggers. Um, I agree with you on that one. Um, I also put on there, stick with one scenario for at least a few matches. Yes. If not with for like a couple of weeks. Because familiarity with the scenario makes it so much easier in the long run. And I think when we went to that 2.5, we all were like binging the... Because I was... JJ and I were going to Adepticon, right? Mm -hmm. And what, what did they drop scenarios on us? Before it, it was probably like it was probably like a month and a half before, I yeah. think. So we had six weeks to prep and learn scenarios and learn how to fly them and do all these other things. And I don't think we were smart in how we practice. Uh, hence why JJ and I did not get above 40. <laughs> um, so we just stayed that. Neither one of us got over top 40. So um, at least the first day. But um I think that was the biggest thing is we would try to play all the scenarios and then we would ignore chance engagement because we're like, hey, it's just dogfighting, but it's not <laughs> folks. It's not just dogfighting. There's a little bit more that goes into it. And there's actually, 
the longer I play chance, the more I feel I need practice in it because because it is not a dogfight scenario. It is a scenario where you have a shit you can have you can actually do mind games in that scenario so much more than you can any of the other scenarios because you have to be at range, you know, the center of it. And if you're not at the center, you know, so you if your opponent sets up correctly, they can make you think like they're going to blow anything up that goes into the center. So you put a few more ships in there and then next thing you know, you're getting pincered by some aces and then you're you're cursing or a, a ray that decided to go down the side of the board. Um, and then Ray turns in and next thing you know, you've got four dice uh, double modded throwing at you with force and you just start cursing and uh, blaming Hello? Finn for Finn's bullshit and. <laughs> all of that oh, any other ship you know it would be terrible <laughs> um and then the last the last thing i have and we can move on to the next point is review the the uh, the the pros and cons the positives the negatives about different interactions and options so when they make the maneuver and they are sitting there and you're like okay are you thinking about whether you need to boost focus do you know next turn you're gonna have to do a blue maneuver what does your dial have on it oh you only have two blue maneuvers. You're not a bloody A-wing. You know what that means, right? Like, you know what this means for you. Um, <clears throat> you know you cannot, oh, where are my ships going to be? Do you want to be stressed because you might want to get behind my ships, which would be beneficial? Um, unless it's quick draw, then, you, you know, then it's not beneficial. Um, but most ships it is, you know, right? So anyway, those are the type of things. Having an open discussion and dialogue while you're playing and saying, hey, take that maneuver back, or hey, this is the action I would take, or this action has this probability of success for this and this probability of success for that. Um, and then what does it do for your, your next turn? So, uh, do you put full obstacles, like all all six obstacles out? Yes. I, I think I think you do, yes. Yeah. I, 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 I think it's, yeah, I think it's, let's, let's douse them and don't fucking hit obstacles right away. <laughs> I should do like three or four for the first couple of games, and then because they're gonna hit it, they're gonna <laughs> hit it anyways. I might as well like make it devastating to them. Yeah, I go. I, what I've done outside of the one Ember situation, outside of that, and 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 going back on it, I probably should have been more forceful in saying, "Hey, you should take that maneuver back." Um, but they they were kind of like, "Now nah, I made a mistake. Let's you know punish me." But it's like, well, it, in fairness, that didn't end the game, but that puts me on. A five point trajectory that you don't have now and that's that's bad um five points is 20 percent of win ratio in one turn to just gain is huge and yeah. we actually could do a segment on on that like when you start seeing point swings based on the rest of the table like what is your does your probability drop and what do you have to do to fix that so jj make a note that's a good scenario uh, or a okay. good topic we should have um next month anyway so to answer your question, no, Alex, I would rather just let them take the maneuver back and redial in the maneuver, which we I have done. Like, no, you, you made a big mistake. Just, just you don't do the two bank, do it too hard. And if you want to get arc, then go ahead and boost. You know that type. Of thing. Fair enough. I I almost never like tell them to take back the maneuver unless it's something like super egregious. It's more like, yeah, next time don't hit that rock. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> like, there's not a lot of them on the board, man. Come on. Yeah. Sorry, you did that three hard. That that never makes any sense. Oh, you want to know something? Okay, I, I'm. I guess I'm a tangent tangenter, but I did not think about this. But somebody, so one of the, one that that gentleman goes, "Hey, 
when I do a three hard, is that like doing like a sideways range one? And we measured it, and it's pretty bloody close. And I never thought of that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. That's great observation. That's a, that's huge because if you think about it, and, and this is somebody that's taking what they know and using it to level up. Like we always talk about obstacle placement, right? And like the 5K and how technically you move your obstacles in just a little bit. That way you don't accidentally 5K your ship off the board. <coughs> I know we've had that discussion before. But um, I never thought about that. Like if I want when you're measuring your arc, you can measure all the way out and you'll know where a three heart is going to put you. You, sh you. you could make it so you never hit an obstacle if you measure like that. Crazy, right? Never thought about that. Well, first I have to know how far a one range goes. I can't, I can't picture that in my head. I couldn't either. And then like, he's like, yeah. And so I was like, all right, let's measure it. And I was like, yeah, you're right. That is, uh, yeah. Good job. Like, yeah, I forgot the, I mean, there's like other places that have the math of like how far, like base, base length wise things go like that. But yeah, well, that's, we, that's interesting. I didn't think yeah. of that. Well, we were talking about when you do a five straight, what is that equal on a range ruler? Right. So like, People probably think it's odd, but I will measure when we don't have shots. And I do yes. that because mm -hmm. at a range two, I know that's a five. That, that's going to roughly put me at a five straight. And therefore, it helps me in my head. So I know if they know this too, that they know how to block that. So don't do that stupid maneuver, Chris, because you're just going to get blocked and you're going to be re you're going to regret it. Same thing with like a 5K, you know, like that two that that range two tells you information. So that's actually what triggered that whole conversation with the range one and the three hard. And I just never thought about it, but, but we'll do, you know what, maybe we'll get it on um, screen. JJ bank a note next episode. We'll do, we'll do that on TTS as like well, that also changes for like medium and large bases, right? Like yes. that's not yeah, going to be one range. So that's kind of wonky. Cause like a one hard with a large base actually overlaps where it was previously. And that's the kind of weird part about it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, you're right. It's it's for small base only, hundred percent. But that would probably be a great segment. Like, what is the math of your maneuver? Mm -hmm. so let's do that segment. All yeah, right, that's definitely a, a great skill to have when you're you're learning the game. Is to to uh, especially when you're trying to gauge uh, how fast your ship is going to go. Just being able to use your range rulers when you're measuring for attack ranges and memorizing that. That is a very, very great skill uh, to have early on, especially if you're looking to be a competitive X-Wing player. I mean, that's it's just so crucial to have. Yeah, I usually tell them, like, hey, one speed, that's, like, one whole base base length. I don't yeah. get, like, super into it. I'm, I'm like, so if you can kind of picture just moving one up, you know, like a two straight, that's two base lengths maneuver. That's the only complicated mathy part I get to them when they're starting. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Now that I went on that five-minute thing, <laughs> um, key concepts to focus on, and I think we've kind of talked a little bit about that. But Alex, what are the key concepts that you're focusing on as you're training someone, and and when you're working towards building a list that will help um, elaborate these specific concepts that you're looking to teach them? Yeah, I like giving them like different attack values. Like, this is an A-Wing. It doesn't hit nearly as hard as this X-Wing. I give them a lot of Rebels. It's just mostly because people can't grasp, like, not going one straight. <laughs> so, 
that, that's my experience with that. I'm like, yeah, some ships hit harder than other ones. This ship has a lot of agility. This ship doesn't have a lot of agility. Um, you know, hey, <laughs> this ship's very fragile. This ship can kind of tank it. You know, this ship doesn't hit too hard. I I mostly just focus on like most ships are the same, except for like these three quantities. <laughs> And it's just like your dial, your agility, and your attack. So it's just like give them something straightforward, like an X-Wing. And they're like, don't die. And then here's an A-Wing. Go fast. Try not to die. Um, so that's mostly what I try to work on is just like here's how like these ships are different. They're the same, but they're different. Actually, I really like Eloasty as a teaching tool in the T-70. Because you pair them up with some other T-70 and you're just like, this one can do white talon rolls. So you're going to play that like you will naturally realize that this ship plays dramatically different than the other one where that's stressed. I mean, that's your whole ability. You're not really getting anything bonus off of it, but, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just like here's white talon roll. Here's some guy that I don't know, an easy T-70 uh, changes a blank to a focus. You have an Emi. You know, if you hold on to that focus token, don't spend on defense, you have a stronger offense. If you're Eloasty, you can uh, do crazier maneuvers without stressing yourself out. I like just kind of showing a little bit of differences without going crazy. Without going to ham. Yeah. Yeah, let me tell you about my Saint Council. You pull off the strain and the stress with Hound at the same time you do the R2-D2 with the the Obi-Wan is regenerating this focus. Right, Just stop. do a free no. focus. Yeah, easy. No. No. <laughs> JJ, what, what what about you? Um, I think some of the other things, too, is just um, identifying um, synergies between pilots as well. Um, I think that early on, um, if you're giving a player list um, that uh, that really complements each other, for instance, like if you have uh, Hera, Sandula, A-Wing uh, with like a, a Wedge Antilles X-Wing, for instance, right? Um, being able to help them identify, hey, you could potentially get a really good double-modded shot uh, for Wedge, who's shooting a potentially three to four die uh, shot um, against the lower initiative ship, and he gets that bonus and and reducing their uh, defense and you have a better quality shot by sacrificing uh, Hera's focus um, in the event that he has focus results um, to go along with like Wedge's target lock um, or vice versa if he has a focus and she has a target lock and helping them identify you know it is better for them to get a very good quality shot with a ship that can help push damage than try to split um, or not use the ability and have a, a probably low percentage with Hera shooting just two to three red dice with just focus and wedge with just the target lock, right? Um, like helping like realize those type of synergies. Same thing with like um with like the Republic, um, showing them uh, if you happen to be using the Siege Coruscant versions, um, helping them use like uh, Born for this to help pass along tokens defensively between the ships, and helping remember those triggers. You know, they're, inevitably there's supplements that are going to have a lot of triggers, and if they're starting out, you know, 
be a good player, you know, be a good teacher, you know, help them remember those triggers, especially if they're still burning the game. Um, helping them out is something that will hopefully help stick that um, that interaction in their mind for the long term, and that way they can understand the list better. Um, I think that's a, that's a really key um, tool in helping them out in the beginning is making sure that they understand every interaction that could possibly happen um, when they're playing their list and taking the time to talk out every interaction as well, just to make sure that they do understand uh, their list and where it could be strong. All right. Uh, the other one that I had in there, I think we touched on the agility and attack value. Support ships, how they function, is a big one to me. Um, I will disagree a little bit with you in wanting the synergy piece. I feel um, having standalone pilots that do not require synergy will help. Um, I think you kind of go both ways with it. Maybe it's two different opportunities to train with it. <clears throat> Um, I will again really say limit limited upgrade. <laughs> like, do not give them ten cards on Han. Like, just just give them three. Give them three cards on Han. Let Han just have three BS cards and be stupid OP if that's what you want to do. Um, so I do have a question for you guys on that. Do you think that the standard loadout cards are a great way to introduce the, the a newer player into the game versus just giving them like a custom pilot with upgrades? The starter pack or like the Siege of Coruscant? Yeah, like Siege of Coruscant or Battle Yavin. Because like I don't think like the Siege of Coruscant, the Battle Yavin, they're, some of them are solid, like you have to curate them, but I think the ones that have the starter pack are much easier to grasp just in general so like if i were to give someone like a standard loadout it'd be like more starter pack um luke where it's just like yeah just you know take this instinctive aim and do whatever as opposed to like the boy luke who also has instinctive aim but uh, slightly different you know <laughs> uh but yeah some like the boy cards are pretty strong but they'll also have like uh, like the SOC will have born for this, right? And that's not technically complicated, but a little bit like iffy if I'm introducing the game. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I would say I'm 50-50. I feel once we get once we get the all the starter packs and we can actually look at them a little bit more, <clears throat> I do feel that they're those are probably gonna be easier for them to pick up. Um I am not I have a hard I do not like standard loadout cards. I'm sorry. Like it's just it's I don't know if it's ingrained in me to not like them, but they are they're just they drive me nuts, I guess. Um, because that's the part of the game I like is uh somebody else building me an amazing list that I can kill people with, which is usually JJ. That's what JJ's for. <laughs> like, like, give me something that I can't just pull out of the box. Um, I will say for at least setup, like getting somebody who's never done any setup, it's a lot better. It's so much more amazing. Like they really are. Like we've gone to the um, what is it, infinite arenas cards and like printouts and things like that because it's just like mm, here you go, so much easier. This is like a lot better of a a way to do things. I think. But 
I don't know. That's kind of my stance on it. I I, I won't disagree. I do kind of think that they're probably easier to, to use, but I think we'll see once we get a few more packs which way it goes. What were your thoughts, JJ? I think they're they're a good tool to to start a player off at. And I do agree with you, Alex, that the um, the standard loadout cards for the starter pack are better uh, to help teach the game uh, versus the like Battle Yavin and, and Siege Carson versions, um, just based on um, the experience that the newer players that had when we played them. Um, we the first time that we made a list for them, it was a list that contained four uh, four X wings and a, I believe an A wing from the Siege of Course. I'm sorry, from Battle Yavin, um, and they had a tougher time grasping that and all the interactions. Uh, but when we when they started playing with the Rebel Core set, they the it felt like they responded a lot better uh, to that uh, versus the other ones uh, because I think there's just less things to to remember and, and remember for like triggers and stuff. Yeah. For like Luke specifically, right? Like boy, Luke has, I mean, starter pack. Luke is just like instinctive aim, R2D2 proton torpedoes, super yeah. thematic, same ability. And then if you go to like the battle, we have it still has R2D2 and instinctive aim and proton torpedoes, but it also has hope and attack speed. And that's just like, well, you're tacking on a couple more things that are, yeah, better for competitive play necessarily instead of just like, com- you know, just normal competing. Yeah, normal playing with the starter pack. Fair enough. The last thing I want to touch on, and then let's get into some lists, <clears throat> are pitfalls to avoid for veteran players. <clears throat> so I'll kick this one off. Uh, the three I had is play the list that you recommend for new players. Do not play OP lists against them. Play those lists or subpar lists that are even more subpar um there is a possibility i may be putting dooku and maul on the table tomorrow um which i own two synth infiltrators so i remember when double synth infiltrator was super dominant yeah i mean it sounds like fun right because <laughs> you can run them so what's that seven and six is 13 and i can run aurora Oh my god! There you go. Ugh. It might be good. I don't know. Malls, malls, dirty though. I'll, I'll just, I'll just tell you right now. Malls, malls, dirty. Um, to play against somebody else. Any, anyway, yeah. anyway, whatever. Um, so play non-competitive list. Play something um for them. Try to remember to make the game feel. Try not to make the game feel super competitive. I yeah. One hundred percent say that is a fault of my own. I sometimes get ultra competitive and have a hard time backing away from that piece of it. So, and the last one that I kind of like think of is allow players to take maneuvers back when they are not um, optimal and will ruin the whole game. Now that doesn't mean every time somebody does a two bank and they should have done a three, do not don't let them take that back. But when they do a three hard onto a rock and a two hard would have cleared the rock, explain why this is bad let them take the maneuver back and you know especially at the beginning and, and, and explain to them why because the probability is if they were doing a three hard the two hard's not going to get them the ideal positioning anyway and then that's a that's like the follow-up conversation saying hey that's why you should have done the one bank and then a boost into a focus or something like that and it gives you an opportunity to have a conversation with the other 
So like, <clears throat> um, again, in my example from last week, when they five straighted onto an obstacle, I should have just been like, do the two straight, do a barrel roll and a boost or something crazy different or take an evade with Ember for Christ's sake. Or, you know, like, I'm not going to let you take it back and do like a three bank to block everybody. But, you know, like you could take the two straight and then try to get out of dodge or get like into range three of shots, you know. You don't need to take a cluster missile Malaris into you. Because <laughs> Malaris, yeah. Yeah, when Malice rolls three dice and then spends the target lock to re-roll and then gets, you know, all focuses, it's, it feels bad. Alice, all right. you. What about you? <clears throat> Pitfalls to avoid. Oh me! Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I no, the other Alex, the one that has uh, I, I the didn't bigger beard than you. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just confused. The bigger beard uh, guy on the other screen. Pitfalls. Uh, I mean, there's not a lot of. Don't be a dick. Don't play something <laughs> stupid like stupid strong, and don't play. Uh, your list have really complicated. Triggers, triggers that are very like unintuitive. Um, yeah, that's. I, I can't really. Yeah, I mean, that, that's basically all I got. You know, just you know, let them do what they want and uh, tell them that they're just bad at this game because they roll bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, for for me, I think um, part of the of the pitfalls that you want to avoid is um, playing certain certain pilots that could be potentially like a negative player experience. Torquemux, um, Torquemux, Torquemux is definitely one of them. Um, or uh, uh, Finn, you know, in the pod as well, uh, definitely could be <laughs> really frustrating as well. Um, I, I will always remember the one time, and and I. I I'm going to say this story and I'm going to bring the caveat on why. So I will never forget the first time that I was kind of introducing you to Ninum and the, the resistance and just doing the whole pattern analyzer trick. Um, and just the rage that I invoked when I did that. <laughs> um, but, you know, part of the, the game too is like making sure that, you know, if you're, if you're going to have somebody that's newer to the game that you're planning to, um, to, you know, just help develop and help them understand uh, different interactions with pilots and their abilities and the things that they can do. Um, just make sure that you do it in a setting that is um, where you can have a, a good conversation, you know, have a bit of fun on it and let them know what's going to happen and walk them through the whys on how certain things work. Um, just so, you know, you're not catching them off guard and then you just leave with like a negative play experience and they just walk away from the game because they had that experience with you, right? Um, so it, it, if you're going to play a, a a list that has a pilot or has a certain interaction that could be a potential negative play experience, you know, just know your audience, right? You know, you don't want to do it to like a brand new player who, who doesn't really know and you just completely catch them off guard because they didn't understand that particular um, interaction uh, with the list or with a particular pilot and, um, and they might end up not coming back to the game. So don't fly Sunfock and also don't tell them that there's an errata. <laughs> on errata yeah. Sunfock. 
<laughs> exactly. <clears throat> that sounds pretty bad, buddy. That sounds, I don't know. I would have fun with it, but then I would probably get in bad habits with it. So, all right. Let's do a few lists here. We're going to do a few lists. Talk about, you know, different lists. I I don't know. We we could go as far into depth with the list or as least into depth as the list. I don't know. Like, there is some analysis. We I, I literally, we could spend a whole episode. We don't even, we could even just avoid Star Chant discussions if we really wanted to. But there is some unique stuff that I really wanted to cover tonight. But um, so you you guys will just have to feel out how you want to run the list piece of it here, right? Yep. Um, so Alex, the first list that we have is a resistance list for it. So why don't you run the list down quickly and then kind of give some highlights why you feel this would be good if there's any little sub changes you would make for a new player, not for an Alex player. Um, that you would make for it because I know you would say, "Hey, let's uh, let's not run LOST when we could run other things." No, I was um, just talking about how great he is. <laughs> yeah, so this is LOST with Predator and M9G8. I actually think M9G8 might be a little bit too uh, out there, honestly, for like a new player. But uh, you know, maybe they played a lot of games. Uh, this is Nine Nub Heroic Pattern Analyzer. R68 HLC uh, Boosty Snap Wexley with Heroic Pattern Analyzer R4 Veniza Doza with Barrage and Munitions Failsafe and then Merle with Heroic and ATP uh, I like the idea of Pattern Analyzers and like Heroic and like HLC like I like the rewarding someone for bullseyeing someone like gives you like the like a feedback of like hey if I think about this maneuver which where, where do i think their opponent ship's going to be in and then kind of work your way through that with like hlc um or r6da or predator and stuff like that um merle might get a little bit weird um just because it's just like hey you bullseyed my ship so now you roll less dice but it's only out the range two kind of thing um yeah don't block someone in this list where they're forced to shoot ATP at range zero either. That's a dick thing to do. <laughs> uh, but it, it's solid. Uh, nine nub with pattern analyzer might be a little bit too out there. Just in terms of, hey, now you can get free actions because of a weird rule interaction kind of thing. Uh, but five T70s or four T70s, like an A-wing like this is a solid like starter list. Yep. And you could always switch Nub. Like, I hate Nub personally. Like, if I were to run this against somebody else, I would switch Nub out because I feel Nub is a dirty, is is dirty. <laughs> um, but either which way, I, I, you could switch Nub out and then throw two other T70s in there. You could switch Nub out and then have Lulu. Um, and Lulu, I don't care what anyone says. Lulu is fun to fly no matter whose side you're on. Um, and Lulu... Or ZZ, Lulu, yeah, no, ZZ would I like sense point wise. I like, I, but but you could switch. You could move down to Caracoon or Jess, and then I could fly Lulu. Um, I don't, I don't care about ZZ. I, I, I don't. I, I'm sorry. I don't. I, we're, hopefully, Nobby doesn't listen to this episode. But ZZ <laughs> is like whatever. Like I'm sorry. Like I just when ZZ, ZZ comes down, fantastic. Shouldn't be five points. Might be a little too good at four. Yeah, that's the problem is, yeah, ZZ is like that in-betweener. 
Azizi is um, great for a new player. Just get a free uh, focus or evade after they shot at me or I shot someone. True. That, no that is true. You're right. That is true. Yeah, I'd actually probably just straight out switch 9-Nub for Azizi and then change uh, M9G8 on Elo to like HLC. Fenisa Doza is a little bit weird too, just like the concept of shooting out the back. So maybe like a, a Nimi might be a little bit easier. That way, just like an offense, change a blank to a focus. Look how good that is. Yeah, that is true. I do like Doza though, because I think it gives them the ability to see other styles of play. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't, and I, I don't know. I've been very high on Doza um, ever since she came out personally. Like, I thought she was one of the better um, pilots that we got in Resistance. Um, out of that pack personally um so i don't know i think it's i I, the the reason why doza can be good is because it gives them the opportunity to shoot how about that alex there you go that's that's the difference is you have the focus token you get the opportunity to shoot no matter which way you're pointing baby so you make a mistake and you still can shoot yeah zoom past them (laughs) hopefully they're not range three but But you kind of get that with an a-wing too you know you do yes you you do and then so you can, but that's why Doze is in this list is because you have the ability to have time on target that um, you don't get with every other ship. So that's that's part of the reason behind that. So JJ, why don't you tell us about this Republic <laughs> Republic Rebel list? Yeah, absolutely. So we got here uh, a Rebel list starting with Luke Skywalker with the Battle of Yavin version. Um, he has Instinctive Aim, Attack Speed, Proton Torpedoes, and R2-D2. Gina Moonsong uh, in the B-Wing with Sync Laser Cannons, Fire Control System, Seismic Charges, and the Stabilized S-Foils. Saw Guerrero with K2SO and Kanan Jarrus in the Pivot Wing. Uh, Wedge Antilles in the A-Wing with Predator and Marksmanship. And then Keo Venzi with Lone Wolf and Concussion Missile. Um, definitely a very solid list here. Um, the inclusion of Saul Guerrera here, just being able to provide that extra calculate token to another ship that might need that, uh, either most likely Wedge or Keo, um, that can shed the stress easy with their dials, uh, really helps here. Also, being uh, having access to Kanan Jarrus to remove that stress as well. If you give it to like Gina or Luke that need to do like a white maneuver, um, can, uh, can be very helpful as well um it is a, a very solid list um the more damage you do to these these ships the better they do with Saul Guerrero giving them those extra re-rolls and uh and you can uh fly it a lot of different ways you can be a lot more aggressive if you want to do like more dogfighting scenario um or this is a great scenario teaching list as well um since it teaches you to uh prioritize objectives with certain ships uh, versus others uh, depending on the scenario that you're playing this list is so complicated for a beginner's list it is a definitely a little head. yeah a lot of things going on like are you gonna you're gonna teach a new person who's never played this before what a side slip is with like eo i think for That's, me it's it's more no. the um the, it's the portions yeah, the free force, that and the other part of it, too, is also um, teaching them system phase maneuvers uh, with or system phase triggers with 
Uh, with K2SO, it's a very simple trigger um, for them to learn. Um, you're basically assigning a stress and, a, and a, a token to them, and it's having them keep that in mind as well uh, for and what maneuver that particular ship may want to do. And it's introducing them to that concept without having to really worry about repositioning as much um, during the system phase for like system of controls or vector cannons, for instance. I don't know. K2SO seems like that can be like a real feels bad moment. Or not a K2SO. Well, a little bit of K2SO too if they didn't dial in the blue. Uh, but like Gina, I mean, like the force pass off a stress if like you already stress someone out and then now you're forced to double stress them. And that's kind of rough for people. It just like happens to be, you know, they flew their B wing a little bit further away. Now they have to like pass that off. Like, it's solid. I mean, like, I like the, the list variety. I like that there's the medium base, small base, fast ships, slow ships. It's just, I, I don't know, some some parts in here seem like they're kind of complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the Kanan is meant is just a force crew. Like, same with, like, Keo gets the force crew. Um, and the idea is, is you get the munitions with Keo, right? And you're going to always have a mod for the most part. When you shoot. Yeah, um, and then when they asked, hey, how do I get my force back? Because Luke gets his force back, but Keo doesn't. Yeah. You can swap out like, for oh, Sabine too if you want. Over. Right? You yeah. can just swap out for Sabine. If, if, if it bothers you, by the way. Yeah. So Sabine is a good one too um, to throw in there. I wouldn't disagree with that. Like Sabine is an easy trade out for Keo. Um, the idea it, behind this one is, is, the force piece here right, it's probably in that list is probably confusing because everybody else regens force but keel so you right. can just throw sabine in there call it a day um because you don't have sabine anywhere else at the list um yeah you could also swap out the seismic charges too i think the seismic charges are okay they're probably never going to use them um personally but say like the sync laser cannon is great did you why didn't we get that sucks you don't get a crew i thought you used to get crew on some of those b wings but um but the idea is a saw can pass the calculate to gina gina has a calculate they move roughly the same speed because neither one can go very far <laughs> um for that so all right next list we have is a tie defender list Alex, what yeah. what is what is this list? You put a defender without maneuver in the list? Explain, my friend. Very easy. Okay. So actually this list you can just play with just the Empire starter pack and like a tie defender pack. So I figured uh if you give them a list and they're like, oh that's really cool, you know, what do I do to fly this? I'll just be like, buy these two things, and then you're done. Um so uh I put, you know, the starter pack Vader. He's iconic. Um, pretty simple things to grasp, right? Just spend a force, get another action. Uh, Night Beast is very easy to play. Do a blue maneuver. You got to focus evade. I might actually switch out Jonas for something like Iden. That way you have only like three different style of ships to look at. But, um, you know, TIE Defenders are very easy to play and they're very forgiving. Like you just do a fast maneuver you get the free evade. Uh, you do a 4K. You're probably outmaneuvering people. Kind of shows them how, um, you know, if you're behind people, it's a lot better, especially now they're losing dice. It's very easy to do with the white 4K. 
And then, you know, you got a... Uh, the ships that actually kind of hit pretty hard in this list. And, you know, it's, it's very forgiving. Like, hate's very forgiving. Predator is very easy to grasp. Feedback ping's kind of weird. Um, so, yeah, I actually I'd probably swap out Jonas for uh, Iden in there. And then that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I like it. It's a, The Alm Maneuver's a little different, I'd say, in Rexler Breath. I get it, though. I mean... It's a good concept to instill. You know what doesn't come with either the Empire starting pack and also the Tide Defender pack? Juke. Oh. <laughs> so, or HLC. So you're kind of limited on what you're bringing here with just those two expansions. So I just figured out maneuvers pretty easy to grasp and can be really effective on something like a Tide Defender. So you could throw you could throw Juke in here. The other thing is, like, my optimal build would be Juke in there. <laughs> like... Sure. And then you have six points to do whatever you want with. Um, Duke I mean, Diamond Boron. Yeah, good. Diamond Boron's a really good one on Rexler, like really good on Rexler Breath. Yeah. Yeah, but I figured, uh, I mean, Outmaneuver's still really good. You don't want to be outmaneuvered by Rexler. <laughs> no, nobody does. Nobody like wants to be outmaneuvered by a time defender. Thank just, God Vader can't take that. Tweet. Yeah. So. <sighs> Actually, was Vader able to take out Maneuver? Uh, he does have a talent slot, the custom Vader, at least. Yeah. No, no, no. The uh, Defender Vader. Mm, the he doesn't have the talent anymore. So, no. But before, could you take it before? And I don't believe so. No. Okay. I think he had 11 points. Yeah. No, he had 14, right? Because you take HLC. Malice and um, Juke, so he could have. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. He could have. Wow. Yeah. Why did nobody do that? Probably because right, he was more effective with that. Yep, so. Because let's, everyone let's would on. just immediately target Vader and wipe him right off the board. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, next one is the scum list. This one has Boba Fett with Perceptico Pilot, Blazer Bomb, VTG, Gamut and the Hawk with Cutthroat and Protectorate Gleb. Lee Mackay with concussion missiles and R4B11. Uh, and then I have no idea what Padrick's uh, special is. So you'll have to tell me what Padrick's special is, but he's got Ion Cannon and Thermals. Yeah, so this list is actually uh, two, two purchases as well. This is Fugitives and Collaborators and a Fire Spray. Uh, Padrick is actually probably the most useless ability in the game. It's very impressive. Um, after a friendly device that you have locked detonates, each enemy ship at range zero to one of that device gains one strain token. Literally useless. Mm-hmm. You have to lock your own bomb, and they have to be hit by it for it to give them a strain token. Uh, mostly because there's not really any other four point Y wings. That's not like a generic, and those are terrible. But yeah, uh, this is. I mean, Boba Fett. Very straightforward, easy to play. Uh, you just get two focuses. You shoot out the back. You have a bomb. And like it's a mine, too, so it's not like you have to worry too much about it. But I figured you get that with the uh, thermal detonators. I guess you can try to teach them the difference between mines and bombs. Um, and then it's just... I mean, Gamut holds things. You can coordinate people. Lima does things i mean just target locks and shoots a missile it's not um like super fine-tuned 
it's not like a you know meta defining list there, but it's easy enough, I think, to grasp that it wouldn't be super overwhelming to play. Yeah. I'm I'm actually surprised that um that fearless doesn't come in the uh in the fire spray pack. Um but yeah, I, I definitely a little like, bit annoying. Yeah, I know exactly. Like there's so many things that so many good upgrades for scum that are in other packs that just really prevents you from having a really good synergy. But yeah. Um yeah, I, I was gonna say I really do like this list here. I think that this is a, a really good way to um, really get a good feel with both a medium base and, you know, three smaller bases. Um, this is definitely not a very competitive list, but I think it's pretty straightforward between Lima and Patrick um, and then Gamut Key just being able to uh, just be that that coordinating piece to make the others better there. Um, but it, it, if the Y-Wings die, you know, it's not like the, the, the newer players out of the game, right? You know, you still have a... a a winning chance here with uh with boba and they can do a lot of work with boba uh in this list yeah like boba's never gonna die not not easily like even if you're new at that all you have to be is buy other people when you got two focuses so even if you like bump people you still get yeah full bonds like it's not a i like boba fett and you know he's iconic right i try to do that with like vader and boba like luke and all that kind of stuff just be like hey people you recognize yeah but i also thought mando might be a little bit too uh weird to put into a list <laughs> so i, I thought about it that. yeah i i definitely have thought about uh like doing an intro list with uh with mando but it just doesn't it feels like it's it has it needs a lot more moving pieces in order for it to be like a a good ship for a player to to really grasp and and feel like it's uh a good te- a good teaching tool yeah you can just straight joust the other list of boba fett and like have okay results you can't do that yeah. with pretty much any other ship so yeah exactly yeah the next list is a cis list that i put together um again this the idea behind this list is to give you kind of a variety of bases and maneuvers to play with so this is not going to be the first list you throw on the table for them um, but this is probably a good secondary style list that you can um, throw into there and get some good results. I have Aurora with Notorious and Contraband, um, Grievous with Marksmanship, Shield Upgrade, and Pervium Plating. That way, Grievous just doesn't die for them. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't die. Um, and then you have two Horror. Is that how you say that, JJ? Horror? Horror, horror, yeah, it sounds bad, right? Horror, horror shell prototypes. <laughs> um, both of Disc- my discords <laughs> and independent calculates. Um, and then the Geonosian prototype with multi missile pods, synced laser cannons, and electronic baffle because you have two extra points. And it might be fun to be like, hey, nobody shot at that thing, you can take a damage and clear your stress and do some crazy stuff. Um, I will say the HMP is different because it's going to be harder for them to learn side slipping. Uh, so I, you do not have to side slip with this ship at all. You can just never use that card, and the ship can just point and shoot, and it's going to be able to shoot a whole bunch of shit, and it never gets old. Uh, synced and multi missile pods are redundant to some extent. Yes, I do get that, but at the exact same token. It allows them to make a decision in that second. Hey, I'm not getting shot. Therefore, I can 
um, do something different if I want with this. Sync laser cannon means they don't have to take the calculate. You can take a target lock and then you're still do the one bank or the one straight or whatever and be able to shoot sync and then take then you get your re-roll and then you get to calculate next year. Um and multi-missile pods kind of the same thing. It, 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 there's just it gives you a variety of munition pieces to have a conversation about. Um Aurora, you probably aren't gonna go into their Aurora's stuff is it's the force point and it fits in the list. So and the reason that you go with these two, these are the easier um, droids to run. They're I1s, and guess what? They Their abilities almost never get off. So <laughs> there you go. Like You yeah. don't ever have to really worry about their abilities, per se. Um, it's really just for the fact that you could take indies and discord. You could change them and not take indies. Um, but this gives a teaching opportunity with that Geonosian, because if they do get free target lock, the Geonosian is going to be happy as hell. So. Yeah. Um, I think. Uh, what What are your thoughts on possibly maybe changing the discords into, um, into energy shell charges instead? You can. You just don't get double calculates. That's all. You just die faster. I don't disagree. Like that's you could if you want to go more of a munitions route. Um, that fits better. It's just it sucks because the only ship that could take energy shells in indies is 81 081 and no one else so that's her yeah so it, it kind of depends on what your your goal is in teaching but energy shells is probably an easier bet but i will tell you energy shell well i guess then you have the ability to get your ability off because you're not going to be stressed so that's her All right, JJ. The next list is a FO list. What do we got? Yeah. Here? So this one here, I built uh, trying to keep in mind like the the minimum amount of stuff that you need to um, get this on the table here. And I did this keeping um, in mind the Fury, the First Order pack, as well as just two uh, Tie FO expansion packs um, for this one here. Um, so we got Kylo Ren and the Tie Whisperer with Malice, Concussion Missile, Event Optics, and the Jamming Suite, uh, Breach with Feedback Ping, uh, Fanatical, Target Synchronizer, Plasma Torps, and Cluster Mines, uh, Commander Malaris with uh, Cluster Missiles, Scorch with Marksmanship and Events Optics, and then Grudge with Feedback Ping, Skill Bombardier, Cluster Mines, and Thermal Detonators. Um, this one here, I kind of wanted to uh, use this list as a teaching tool for system phase. Um, this one, I feel, would be more of a third or fourth game type list uh, where you're trying to introduce the the newer player to these concepts of bombs. Um, I think it's a, it's a very important piece of the game that they should get to know eventually and then everything that kind of goes along with bombs uh, which is why i went for feedback ping on both of the bombers and then um with breaches ability that little bit of synchronous uh, synchronicity with uh targeting synchronizer uh being able to um enable uh the the cluster missile shot on Malaris or potentially the concussion missile shot on Kylo Ren uh, with that there. Um, I do feel that Kylo Ren is probably a very difficult ship to to really introduce to a newer player just because of all the different combinations of uh, actions as well as take into account as three force. Um, but at the same time, um, you want to give them a feel for a good um, 
ace in this list whereas the two fo's are pretty much point at something and shoot and the bombers can kind of fill that role as well and they just leave a present behind uh once they get past that initial uh that initial joust um so that's how i designed this particular uh list yep <clears throat> yeah and i changed originally you had progets in there right yeah, I originally added progets, but I, I just left the concussions on there just because, you know, borrow it from a friend. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I, and I think the idea here is is the reason we don't put the progets on, A, is because you get a few other things, but B, because lining that bullseye up is very hard for new players. Like, like it, it's not as hard as it could be, but it is definitely a lot harder. So, um, and this, the concussion missiles allow for a lot of other things. So. I, I do like this list. Actually. I would run the hell out of this list. This list actually might be a little competitive. Maybe you don't need two bombers. Maybe two bombers is a little silly, but um, I don't know. That boost yeah, drop I mean, thing is good. Yeah the the um, the point of this was to you know try to maximize the amount of what you can from every every pack for it. And as the first order right now doesn't have a a starter pack, um, I think that right now the Fury of the First Order is probably the pack to get um, if you're uh, going into the first order and with that i wanted to make a a good list that would incorporate everything that you would get in that pack uh sans the bombs um oddly enough they only come in with um concussion bombs and electro chaff missile which is really odd uh to include in for just those uh bombs there but if you've got a lot of uh locals in your area that have an, a plethora of different bombs uh with their tokens and stuff that they could give to a new player have at it you know at least they can have a copy of something for them to run with their bombers and that way they can get some good practice yeah, it just kind of sucks because like the whisper might be the hardest ship for a new person to like yeah grasp. i agree i definitely agree yeah it's definitely I, I was a little hesitant at first but at the same time i'm like you know first order doesn't have like a big pack right other than <laughs> Exactly. Order, and those are complicated ships. Yeah, and I'm not gonna have them go. Okay, get a Z shuttle and go get yourself a Tie silencer, and then go get this and this and this and yeah. No, it's just easier to just right. just go right at it with this. You need to find yourself a Force Awakens core set. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take those two FOs, buy an FO conversion kit, and that's a good start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the uh, last one we have here is a Republic list. Um, it is 7B Anakin with uh, Juke and R2-D2. Very simple upgrades, trying to go for that. Uh, Obi-Wan with Shield Upgrade and R4. This is the CLT version. I kind of like that as like, hey, this one ship, they look the same, they fly the same, same dial, completely different kind of ships, right? Uh, and then just two arcs. These are the Siege of Coruscant versions. Um, I mean, I guess you could do it with like Wolf and Oddball or whatever, normal uh, arcs. Yeah, just don't put Q7 on your custom uh, <laughs> <laughs> on your custom Wolf. But it's one point now. How can I not put it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like if you wanted to, if they, you know, if they're like, ah, oh, Siege of Coruscant, you'd just be like, okay, well, here's like an arc, you know, just you can make those just put like r4p veteran tail gunner and that's just a fine arc uh very straightforward i actually like this uh i like this list 
and it can actually do like some work if you fly it pretty well, but you know, it's just like a simple uh, kind of tanky uh, list that just hopefully you uh, you know fly Obi Wan by the arcs and realize that he can support them all. Yeah, and it's thematic, and people like it's that. Very, it is definitely very thematic. <laughs> Well, all right. Well, that was our segment on new player lists. If you would like, um, we can keep doing this. I guess if, if anybody messages us and wants us to do more of them, uh, we'll happily throw more of them together. That was kind of our first pass at it. So now what I want to do is let's move into some store championships. But mainly the main thing that we're going to cover is the regional championship that what happened at the Welsh Open in the UK. Now, there's gonna like, I'm gonna preface this and I'm gonna say we're gonna change our, our style up a little bit. Normally we're covering top two lists, top four lists, top eight lists. We're not doing that anymore. If it is a regional, we'll cover the top two lists. And then every other list we co- cover will be something that is had a decent record. So if it's a five uh churn list or five churn tournament, it'll be three and two. If it's a four churn, it'll be three and ones. And we'll cover one or two lists, depending on how big the tournament is, of things that are unique that we have not seen that have had success. And I say that because we spent, what, almost four weeks now going through lists, and they're starting to be very similar. And until somebody discovers a new thing, right, they're always the same type of list. So I thought it would be fun. For store champs, we're going to cover one fun list and the top list, and that's it. No more. Otherwise, we'll spend 20 hours having each of these discussions. Um, and then for regionals, we'll kind of play it by year. Uh, for the Welsh Open, we're only covering the top two lists, and then all the other lists are things that were um, three and two or above that I felt were fun lists. Um, the guys did not know about this before we went live, so they're all Tanner pick lists. Um, versus anybody else's pick list. So you, they, they're going to have to pretend to like the list um, <laughs> as a fun list if they don't like them. Uh, and, but going forward in the future, that, that's kind of how we're going to run with it. So as we cover Store Champs in the future, the guys will have opportunities to submit uh, the list they like more. So let's get into the Welsh Open. JJ, tell us about Faction Breakdown. Yeah, I was actually going to, uh, I was actually just reading this now, and I'm actually really, really surprised. So the biggest uh, distribution here that we see, the biggest chunk of the pie here is the Rebels uh, making a very strong showing here in the Welsh Open uh, with 18 lists uh, coming, I'm sorry, uh, 16 lists coming in, um, being played here, and uh, very sadly, Scum and Dunley only having a single list uh, coming in there. However, what's really uh, strong that I like here is uh, equal representation between the Republic, Empire, First Order, and um, I, I feel like those are uh, three very, very strong factions, um, and they're only one behind the Resistance, which came up with seven. Um, it's uh, it's really nice to see that equal distribution between those factions, um, where you get uh, a good mix of all of it, and you're not seeing one faction just completely dominate across the board. Uh, with the exception here uh, being the Rebel Alliance for this particular um, event here. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm just uh, really 
glad to see more rebel representation, especially since they were in, in a bit of a decline uh, right before Worlds, and uh, now we're seeing them come back. Fair enough. Um, it, when we look at faction performance, um, you could see CIS did better than expected, followed by Resistance, um, which I think will be an interesting conversation because I think it, we're going to have to hear some shit from Alex on this one. Um, <laughs> and then Rebels kind of came out around the 50% mark as well as Empire. So <clears throat> the telling thing is CIS and Resistance did better than we expected. And it's going to be a conversation about are we not getting FO lists? We both we all kind of thought FO was higher up on the list except for Alex. And um, we I, and, and the question now becomes is 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 why? So in fairness, FO Empire and Rebel all did very close to that 50-60% ratio. So that means most of them are closer um, to the to the thing than other people are. Um, and sorry. And um, and then um, we but we see resistance and CIS like heavily dominate. Now this is the UK, right? So there is a little bit of a difference here, folks. Um, I don't want to say resistance has a higher playability over there or CIS does, but I do think the UK we've seen CIS do better in um, traditionally, and I don't know why. <laughs> but they like their CIS. So I, th- it makes me think I need to move overseas. That's what it makes me think. But. It's probably Brexit. It's, it's a, uh, it's Brexit, man. They're separatists. So. <laughs> I was about to say, have you ever seen the Welsh language? It is rough. Yeah, it, it is. <laughs> um, I want to see what so, the X-Wing parts look like, man. Jeez. So f- the reason we see that faction record for CIS is just off the charts. Um, they, they just, they really come in a lot higher. Uh, than than expected, uh, and 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 again, there is some other unknowns like lists, so that could affect there with the factions that mean in there. That could be a factor. Resistance heavily dominated the top cut, uh, though we didn't see a resistance player win. I, I don't I don't think Jay Alex. I'm just saying, maybe because you weren't there, but um, and then CIS was the second heaviest dominated one, and then Rebels. So that's why Rebels fleshes out lower when we look at like percentage, like the probability graph that we looked at above rebels comes in lower because they had more lists, but they didn't do as well in top cut. Traditionally, we should see a lot more rebels based on the um, amount of people that did this than we do. Um, and then we, like I said, resistance just comes in off, off the effing charts. Like they, they come in very high. Uh, they just didn't do very well once they got into cut. But Alex, why don't you tell us a little bit about, what is going on with the top pilots? Is there anything unique in there, or is that kind of our standard? This is we're seeing what we see type thing. Well, you know, you know that Rebel Alliance was more than double any other people coming in uh, with the faction list. So you're going to get a lot of these ships. Um, shockingly, it shouldn't be Sabine. Uh, you know, it's the highest ship count up there with Han, uh, both at nine. Thane Kyrell is actually a little bit surprising for that high. Because, um, you know, Corn Horn exists, and he's got one more loadout. Just throwing that out there. Uh, Boy Luke, Elo, Bodica, Kylo, and the Whisper, Malaris, Gio, Quickdraw. Uh, I mean, you get a lot of good lists with, I mean, Han's super good, known quantity, so is Sabine, and Boy Luke. 
Bodica is always really strong too. You're going to see a lot of those. So can we shout out the one guy who brought scum? Brought three <laughs> fangs at Paylob? Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He didn't do very well, but yes, oh, well, that know, was hilarious. He was you want, to know what, you want to know what his list was called? Hmm. Uh, it, it was, I believe it was called Fangs for the Fun of It. That's literally what it was called. I was like, all right, I approve that. <laughs> Hell yes. Thank you. Like, like props to you, bro. Props ben to you. Rao, Tarok, Joy Rakoff, and Paylob. And you're just yeah. like, yep, bringing this to the tournament full of Han Solos. Let's go. Yeah, I love it. I actually, I do. I, I love it. I think it's hilarious. But no, I mean, with all those like rebel lists out there, um, 16 of them, nine of them brought Han, right? Yeah, Seems pretty strong. Uh, shocking lack of Lando, in my opinion. <laughs> but I think uh, people just really like having I six on Solo and don't realize that you know, Lando might be better just because you're bringing other ships. Not in a vacuum, but you know, in a list building, he might be a little bit better. Well, I think I think Alex, what that tells me is you need a challenge for um, the Griffin's Rest or the Eternal Games. You you're bringing Lando. I, that's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing Rebel Lando is what Alex is bringing. He's so strong. And I'm going to bring, should I, oh, maybe, maybe I'll bring Lando in the Resistance Falcon and maybe we'll get to top table and like face off against each other. And we'll see which Lando is better. That's good with Resistance Lando. Please let me know. It, it, like, he seems good. I just have, would rather take three other Falcons ahead of him. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but this is, this is the, this is the, the face off of the Landos. Ooh, maybe we'll get Zach to run. Scum Lando. It'll be like all all of us will run Lando Falcon. There you go. I'll there, tell you what. You, you can have Lando Resistance Falcon. I'll take Rebel Falcon Lando, though I'm not as uh, Rebel keen Lando's on Rebels. <laughs> I'm sure it is, but like I have a, I, I don't fly Rebels as much as I fly. I fly more Resistance, ironically, than I fly Rebel. So, so if you, anybody wants to buy some Rebels stuff, I have um like everything <laughs> for Rebels. <laughs> um, anyway, Alex, how about the upgrades? Anything unique in these upgrades that you're seeing that that stands out? Look at that marksmanship doubling everything else coming yeah, in well, there. One point. Yeah, we know um, that's going up next round. You appreciate the 17 instances of synchronized council because they have one point left on click and they don't know what to do with it. <laughs> I mean, that and all the Jack. Yeah, I, I was gonna say this. Um, they count the uh, the standardized loadout upgrades as part of this count, right? I would assume so because the integrated S foils are in there. That makes sense. Okay. Oh well, I guess they're not standardized, but like, would how are you, why are you bringing an X wing with no config, right? Um, we had like trick shot is actually fourteen instances of trick shots, kind of interesting. Um, I'm assuming I don't know a fair amount of that's on like. On, but even then, that's five other unaccounted things for trick shot. That's that's kind of weird to me. I'm a little surprised by that. Yeah, like that's not a throw. That's four points. That's not like I had nothing else in my list, so I'm going to put in marksmanship. That's like I deliberately put a trick shot on my list. Yeah, trick shot over elusive, over predator, over also over lone wolf. Yeah, I don't know. So here's kind of our top players. We have John Biel, Dom Flanagan. Kudos to Don. Kudos to Tom Veal. Tom Veal plays in our Nickel City League. Or did he did? I don't know if he's in this one. Or not. Yeah. Yeah. 
He was in the last one, at least. And the one before, I think. Because I had to play him one time. I lost. Um, Tom Reed. Sean Oakley. Yeah, that's what you get for keeping me, JJ. Um, <laughs> Michael Upton, who also plays in our, our Little City League. Dance Moves, which I believe is just Alex impersonating somebody else. Um, <laughs> and Chris Barnett. Because <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because I'm it's late. I'm being silly now. I've not, I, I, no offense, I have not slept much this weekend between Friday and like being at the hospital and then my buddy dying and then like all the stuff afterwards. And then Saturday we went to the Counting Crows. I didn't get home till like 3 30 last night or this morning. And yeah. then, you know, kids get you up early. So not super early. I got to sleep until like 10 30. But, you know, by the time I went to bed, it was like 4 30. And, that's like not even six hours. So I'm a yeah. little, little on the silly side. But JJ, tell us what John BL brought and won with and why we should start banning bombers. <laughs> it's not the bombers' fault. It's a particular uh, combo here. So we got the winner running the Galactic Empire here. So we got a list here starting with Tomix Bren with Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Bomber Generator. That seems to be the standard uh, loadout that we're seeing on him um, as of late here. Same thing here with Captain Jonas uh, with uh, Saturation Salvo, Barrage Rockets, and Bomber Generator. Major Reimer also with uh, Saturation salvo and barrage rockets and uh has a little more loadout and went with concussion bombs on this one then we're seeing battle of yavin vader with marksman hate and afterburners as a standard loadout and then a showing here a fifth brother with brilliant evasion and homing missiles uh to round off that list um this is definitely a very uh tough list to get through um i honestly thought this is more of a gatekeeper list but it's it's probably doing a lot better than that now that people are getting the hang of range control here and if you're not sure um why this is a a list that's doing very well um it's mainly those bombers those three bombers between tomix captain Jonas, and major reimer um at initiatives four and five uh, respectively um essentially if you're able to range control control uh your engagement with those bombers uh try to keep your opponent at range three all you need is a focus token to get off those barrage rockets uh with uh with any one of those bombers you do have two dice that you can re-roll if you need to with captain Jonas if he's at within range one and then uh saturation salvo allows you to spend one of the charges on barrage rockets which already comes with five and allows you to uh choose two dice uh two green dice of your opponents and re-roll them after they've done their initial roll and that really um really gives you a high chance of uh being accurate with the with your barrage rockets uh making sure that you're able to get uh damage through with them um especially once you start getting into the initiative four shots that come in um if you've already been shot by vader and tom Bren, uh those barrage rockets from captain Jonas and major reimer against that concentrated target are going to have a much higher probability mainly because you've most likely already spent your defensive token and they're going to be able to get that damage in there and if you happen to roll a natural evade that saturation cell is going to come in and it's going to basically take that away um so it's uh it's a very 
very tough list to get through. Uh, those bombers do not die as easy um, as uh, as their stats may seem. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's a tough list. You know what's really funny against saturation cell though? Just bringing Ray. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Reroll my evade? Cool. Now it's a blank. I'm gonna add a blank and heroic the other one and Ray force the other <laughs> one through. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a a lot of offense in that list. Um, I mean fifth brother actually is really good for objectives. Uh, but man, the thing if you catch people with you know three barrage rockets invader in one round, ooh, that's that's real real hard yeah. to get through. Yeah. Would you guys think this is a negative play experience? Sex trace and cell is a negative play experience. It never used to be, but it feels a little bit more now. I don't roll enough agility dice to be really affected by saturation. All so right, there we go. Time. There we go. We got it from Alex, straight from Alex's mouth. <laughs> so uh, I don't care if my decimator gets saturation salvoed. But no, I like it's a little NP, I guess, because you're literally forcing them to, you know, re-roll their own dice that are saving their life. It, but bombers aren't hard to kill <laughs> they really aren't <laughs> and yeah. they're holding the focus for offense so really if you get like two quality shots on a bomber that's probably a, a decent enough trade well and i think the big thing here jj is so i think the saturation level is more of a negative play experience like if you kill that it, like this list still probably does really well because it's very consistent offensive wise like this is probably a this is what I would consider one of the most consistent um offensive lists that you could probably have. Right. Um, but I don't think I, I I could be wrong, but I think this suffers a little bit in certain scenarios. Like I think chance engagement this list suffers in, in my opinion. Like because like there's there's no shields on these bombers. They give up half yeah. points pretty easy. Like I'm not going after Vader any more than to bully him to stop shooting me. That's it. Other than that, I don't care about him. Um, and fifth brother gives up half points like you wouldn't believe. I don't. I, I don't care about brilliant evasion. Like you're an I four. Like I'm gonna give you my I five dirge or something stupid to shoot you, and you're not gonna get brilliant evasion off. But I mean, no one gets brilliant evasion <laughs> off. But <laughs> I did. I did. I did the other day. Only once so. though. Yeah, I, I had it on. I had it on my Kylo just for the hell of it. People know disciplined exists, right? And that actually works really well with homing missiles if you wanted to like shoot the shit that some something just blew up. But yeah. Um honestly, I think this is a very advantageous matchup for John um against the, the runner up list. Yes. Um yeah. which is I why I think it, it it won or like I I would take that over the other list pretty much every day. I just not sure if that kind of list. I am I'm surprised. I guess I would say that that list overcame the amount of Han saturation in in there, right? Because Han also doesn't care too much about saturation salvo. Yeah, because he he can still reroll it. <laughs> so, That's true. Uh, it's I mean I'm sure he did something very well because you know he won a system open. Uh, I'm just uh, surprised at that kind of list with the amount of Hans in there. I'm also surprised a runner-up list actually even got up there with the amount of Hans in there, but um, that's, that's a different discussion. 
Uh, I think it's a solid list. I'm just um, I'm not sure if it'll win every major tournament going on. No, I think, and I think the the difference is that's a list somebody has spent a lot of time playing, right? Like that's somebody that has, and, and I will say that for a fact for the the runner up list for Dom. So I'm in a uh, Discord with Dom, and we've talked about his list before versus the one I run because I I I moved Grievous down to. Uh, well, originally Dom was not running T81. He was running um, a different four pointer. Uh, he was running SureTech originally, and SureTech either dies or doesn't die. Like it's like there's not really an in between for him. Be very cautious with SureTech with the amount of initiative, high initiative yeah. out there right now. Yeah. Um, so SureTech has become a harder thing to put in that list, um, and. Anyway, so long story short, like so, the Dom started playing with T eighty one, and T eighty one, in my opinion, is the best four point separatist ship outside of Dirge. Um, though he runs Dirge differently than I do, I do not run my Dirge that way. Um, all the time, you know, like it, I, I think that's a good Dirge uh, since the points change personally. Um, but I really love my marksmanship on Dirge. I just do. Any, anyway, long story short, um. I would sub out Grievous and drop Grievous down to a different four pointer and then move DSF 81. And I move that up to the Hondo um, coordinating HMP. But that's my play style. That's just like how I've, that's how I've been playing that piece of it. Whereas Dom has been playing this almost this exact same list for the most part for months and months and months now. Like this has been Dom's go to list. Um, since worlds and the point change. So um so let's go through I guess let's go through the list. It's Sunfact with Ensnare, Treacherous, Marksmanship, Targeting Computer, Dirge with Protons, Contraband, uh the title, and seismic charges. Grievous with shield upgrade, impervium plating, solace one, and marksmanship. Uh D DST eighty one, which is the standard loadout one with the outmaneuvers, afterburners, and consistency protocol, which is pointless in this list because no other ones um but he is an amazing four-point ship and dfs 80 081 which has energy shells and indie calcs um to get that i3 initiative plus the crit reduction plus being able to be your objective monkey uh in this list i think this is a very solid list personally and i have flown almost this exact same list over and over and over and over again so i love this list I'm again very surprised that Sunfock did that well with just Han Solo being out there because Han Solo should theoretically just straight dumpster Sunfock all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that, um, and, and honestly, I've, I've been playing a lot of uh, CIS recently, um, uh, particularly a version of this particular list here. Um, I am, and I've played against a few Han Solos. Um, it really, it's up to the players to identify uh, what ships are going to go after, right? Because if I see a large base um, or even a medium base, and I don't have another way of getting a tractor out there, Sunfac is not going to be anywhere near that medium base. He's going to go to where he can do the most damage, and that's going to be against the small base ships. Um, I'll send Dirge and Grievous against that large base or medium base and either drive them away or at least try to <coughs> excuse me, out-damage uh, that... Um, 
that Han Solo. Uh, so it, it just becomes an issue of like target priority of like what ships you're going to send over to engage that particular uh, problem if you're able to identify that uh, from turn zero. All right, let's move on to some of the interesting lists I found. JJ, what is the CIS list, which happened to be number three, but I find it very unique, um, that Tom ran? <laughs> Uh, so this one here, we have uh, Dirge with Marksmanship, uh, Proton Cannons, Xanadu Blood, and Proton Bombs, Zam Whistle with Marksmanship, Sobatra Press, uh, Proton Bombs, Contraband Cybernetics, Delayed Fuses, Slave One Title, and Boba Fett Gunner, Pre Vizsla uh, making an appearance with Triction, Veteran Tail Gunner, Mandalorian Optics, and the Swivel Wing, and then DFS 81 with energy shell charges, independent calculates, and grappling struts to uh, finish off that list. Uh, very, very interesting uh, three-ship list on this one here. Uh, you got a large base in pre Vizsla, a medium base with Sam Wessel, and then a objective grabber with DFS and Dirge uh, going, uh, being able to be that I-5 uh, hammer that goes in there with proton cannons. Um, I like this list a lot. Um, it definitely has that feel of that four-ship separatist list that we saw quite a bit uh, right before Worlds, and um, this just feels like that variation on it. Um, I definitely like to see how they played uh, this particular list and how well it went. So I was going to make a joke that all these lists are following the 100% of the list that took marksmanship because it was the highest counted upgrade. <laughs> but actually, every single one of these lists has marksmanship in it. <laughs> it's interesting to put marksmanship on Zam. I mean, it is one point. I've just... That's it's because VT... It's because B VT... You, so you can't swap... You can't take protons and then... And then like dump that other stuff for VTG, right? right. So like if you want the they, the idea, <laughs> I've talked with Tom a little bit too. And and the 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 big thing here is that proton bombs. Tom loves his bombs. Like that's like all these lists he has like as bombs in them. And he doesn't want ion bombs. No, he doesn't. No, but though if you think about it, in this list you could probably take the ion bombs and it actually ion would be bombs fine. And also have veteran tail gunner. Hmm. You could take ion bombs and also have veteran tail gunner then, right? Yes, because you could drop down it. You lose the point, um, and then you could take. No, you'd have to get rid of delayed fuses and marksmanship, and then you could have right. you could have VTG and Boba yes. Fett gunner, who's borderline useless, probably. Yeah, uh, the, the Boba Fett gunner is the free two points that you don't know what to do with because mm -hmm. um, you don't get two crew slots. If you got two crew slots, you'd be taking out a second set. Um, but the idea, the big thing with Zam is because you get the double shot, VTG is less impactful. So if VTG was three points, I think you look at it and go, okay, you take it. But at five points, you have to be a little bit more decisive. Um, I, and, and I don't, I wouldn't say that like dropping down to the ions or even going to seismics or something like that would be beneficial. I think seismics in this list are probably good too. And then you get your VTG. And then you literally always have a double tap. No questions asked. Yeah, I mean, I think my preferred is still, like, just take Contraband, Notorious, and, like, Dooku. Sure, but, yeah. But that that Zam is much more uh, uh, toolboxy. Yes, yeah, it is. Definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. The next list is Daniel. 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 Daniel Athey. JJ, what does Daniel Athey have? And I didn't give this to Alex on purpose. 
just because it had Lando in it. <laughs> so we got here a rebel <laughs> list here uh, with double uh, white teeth 1300s uh, making an appearance here. So we got Trick Shot Han with a uh, prescriptive co pilot in Bistan, uh, being that I6 double tap, always really, really good with Han. Uh, then we have Lando uh, with Dean Num, Kanan Jarrus, Agile Gunner, Engine Upgrade, and Millennium Falcon title. This is a very good utility. Lando uh, being able to have a very open dial to trigger his ability at I5 to provide uh, extra action to any other ship. Uh, Thank Kyrell with Marksman ship cluster missiles r3 astromech and the several more s foils and then uh sabine ran with lone wolf uh to beat that objective grabber um in that list uh another interesting uh, double large spaceships uh list here and i actually wonder how they played this here um because lando i mean you can have two kiting falcons um but you also want to be aggressive with um with objectives as well. So I wonder how this list did for like scramble or with, um, uh, with like salvage, um, but a really interesting list nonetheless. Yeah. Alex, is that your preferred Lando or what um, would you change? Honestly, I would actually switch Bistan <laughs> onto Lando because you can have pers- like, you can have double focus and a target lock and then Bistan shoot twice. <laughs> You know, and then just save something better for for Han, honestly. Um, I mean, you, you correctly give, like, the Falcon title to Lando because he can actually do that. Han gets the, the native rerolls in general. But, I mean, you can still, if you wanted to, just do, like, R2-D2 Han with, like, Kanan. Or um, if you don't want that, you I mean, you get Ezra, and then you have three points left over for, like, Engine. If you wanted, and then just put Bistan on on Lando with Nine Nub and Perceptive and all that kind of fun stuff. All right, JJ. The last list is an Empire list, and it has three I sixes. I like this list. I call it the six six six. <laughs> yeah order 66 right <laughs> uh so we got darth vader battery version with marksmanship hate afterburners soon tier fell with lone wolf predator targeting computer sienna Reed with outmaneuver marksmanship and targeting computer and then fifth brother with fcs and homing missiles here um so I, this is a really good ace list. You got three I sixes and then fifth brother uh, mm-hmm. being able to uh, come in and potentially finish off any targets that these uh, other three um, deal with. Uh, Sienna Ree is definitely an interesting choice for these loadouts here, mainly because with Sienna Ree, you want to use her as that ship that softens up a particular target um, for either soon tier Vader to come in and finish off. Um, so it's, Pretty interesting to see her uh, without maneuver on this one here. Um, soon to your fell, um, long wolf predator and targeting computer. I guess that works. Um, you're mainly having soon to your be that, um, 
be that uh, that that ace piece, that lone piece that uh, goes off and skirts around the edge of the board, and then comes cuts in like a dagger. Uh, lone wolf is definitely a really interesting upgrade to have on them. Um, personally, though, I'm a big uh, fan of Juke Predator on Sincere Fell um, because you want to you're pretty much always evading with Sincere to make sure he doesn't die off of one shot. Um, but uh, Lone Wolf is definitely really good for that defensive reroll if you need that as well. All right. And I like this list. It was a ace list that we kind of had not seen before. So why do you um, put F FCS on fifth brother? Like, what do you, what is the justification for that? Uh, and, and, yeah. And in, in the event that you run out of homie missiles, um, you know, you, you, if you take a target lock, you can reroll the die. It, it's probably just there just as a fill point. You know, you don't have any other two other, two points that you're really going to put on fifth brother disciplined yeah okay uh, that other guy who wanted brilliant evasion maybe that's a better fifth brother you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i just every time i see it i i think people just default to fcs holy missile on fifth brother and i'm just like who's letting you get that fcs reroll on their holy missile because i want to <laughs> no play one. those people nobody all right Store Champs, Hard Knock Games. Don't remember where this is from. I didn't write it down, obviously. The winner. So we had three um, top ones. It was a little bit different. They they did do a top cut um, with a top four. Top winner was Lake o Onanen. I don't know. I wish we got real names or at least first names of these people. Um, <laughs> anyway, they have a very JJ-ish list. With Juno, Predator, and Passive Sensors. Vizier with Pelp, um, which I know JJ would disagree with, but it is with Pelp. And then you have Tomex brand, the I'm gonna just call it a standard loadout loadout Tomex because no one's taking anything different. And then we have Rhymer with Savitration, Salvo, Barrage, Rockets, Seismics, and Delayed, and then Boy Bader. JJ. Would, are you are you thinking of switching to Pelp over over Seven no. Sister? No, no. I, so, it, so here here's my my reasoning for it. It's I, I'm not saying that Pelp is a bad choice at all. No, it really depends on the list um, that uh, that really benefits from having on it. Typically, for me, if I'm going to have um, at least two reposition aces in my list, then Palpatine is probably the way to go. Um, you want to have uh, at least um, uh, two ships that can do barrel and boost uh, on their list to help outmaneuver or um, out uh, to arc dodge and have Palpatine as a backup for a passive uh, mod, either on offense or on defense. Um, but beyond that, I typically like to have... Um, Seven Sister along with uh, Captain Hark on uh, on Vizier for the same points, uh, mainly because Vizier can uh, do that ailerons uh, boost, get that coordinate off for any one of those ships. In this case, my guess is it will probably be Juno Eclipse, uh, just provide her with a focus. And then um, you can set yourself an up in a position to get Vizier into range to uh, block an enemy and use that Seven Sister Force to jam off a 
uh, a mod uh, or stop them from a particular lock or even track them into a, a particular set of arcs, especially if you're trying to line up uh, three shots from your bombers um, to get off that uh, saturation salvo barrage rocket. Uh, it is uh, it's really, really good to have that set. Uh, for that as well. Um, so it just, it really depends on the list on here. Um, Bop is probably still really good, especially if you're uh, expecting your bombers to get hit by high, more higher initiative ships like an I-5 or I-6. Um, you can use Palp defensively to help them preserve the focus, and uh, and hopefully that keeps them alive so that way they can still use that focus to trigger the barrage rockets. Um, it is an option on there, um, but it, there's an argument for either or. So, yeah. All right. Alex, tell us about Clone Snipe, which is the Resistance 6 ship list that we're seeing here with 9-nub. For Christ's sake, it's got 9-nub in it, so... Which is weird. <laughs> okay, so it has um, two Y-wings here. It's got Shaza and Liga. Uh, Shaza with Saturation Salvo, Plasma Torps, and Wartime Loadout. And Liga with Diamond Boron Missiles and Wartime Loadout. It's got BB-8 with ATP and Han Solo. It's got Roby with Mark Sable and Ferrisphere, which is nuts to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like Starbird Slash is basically the same thing, but you don't have to plow yourself through an obstacle, right? You just have to plow your throat. Whatever. Uh, LO with Ferrisphere, Plasma Torps, and then I know with Marksmanship, this of course. Uh, Ferrisphere, proton torpedoes, and probably something else somewhere in there. No, that's Maybe? it. Oh wow, that is that is a, that's a nine nub. Uh, and that that uh that went three and one. Um, it's a six ship resistance list. Um, kind of a lot to chew through. Curious why they took like nine nub over. Uh, like uh, another four and then bumped up another four or bumped BB eight up, but, or, you know, chewy Falcon. <laughs> uh, well, you'd have to downgrade LO to Merle or uh, like Yarrick or something and put it in Chewbacca. But yeah, yeah, that's a lot of, um, it's a, it's an interesting list. Um, I would never fly that though. <laughs> All right, your new goal that is to fly that and win. Hmm? <laughs> you have to fly it and win. Yeah, Ferrisphere is annoying as hell. It really yeah, is. For actually. that Vader and that Juno, I'm sure yeah. that was real fun for them. Oh yeah, everybody gets distressed. Like, oh, your Vader, oh, your Vader can't go very far now. Mm. Have have fun with that. Easy, just bullseye him. That's all you had to do. You don't get distressed if you bullseye him. That's true. All right, next one is Great Escape Games in Sacramento. We had four players that made the top end of it, and we had a five X-Wing list win this one, folks. Lionheart took it home with five T-70s, which we said was possible. But we have Elo with Crackshot, R6 D8, Temin with Marksmanship, and Shield Upgrade. Caracoon with afterburners because you can do that hard turn afterburners after Ooh, you move, which is good. crazy different. Like, because it's still stressful, right? No, no, it's not. 
And I don't know. That's 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 very unique. We've not seen that before. But then you have here's your Ferrisphere pain again, Alex. Jess Papa with Ferrisphere BB8 and Nimi with Shield upgrade. This is a Corey list right here. Outside of its mission HLC, this is a Corey list. Let's just give extra shield upgrades to everybody and give them one more help. That's what that's this is Corey like to a T right here. I mean, afterburners on Kari's cool. It's it's different. I don't know. I don't dislike. I guess I don't dislike it. R one boosts are fun. Yeah. True. Yeah. Very I true. Can, um, and right, you can because afterburners ignores it while stressing, so you can do the three talon roll and also do the one heart boost after that, which is a thing. If you happen to catch your opponent who's I four moved before you. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's it's five uh, T70s is a solid benchmark. It's got a lot of health. The Ferrisphere PB8 is kind of a strange combo, in my opinion, for just Bava. But it does offer a little bit more mobility at the cost of not getting extra rolls for her ability. Yeah. I like it. It's different. Um, I definitely say, like, we've seen 5T70s, but this is not a unique take. So I kind of like this list, and I'm kind of excited it won. Um, and I bet you it won on the fact that people didn't know all the weird trigger interactions in some of these. Yeah, thirty-seven health to chew through on two agility yeah. each. So. Yeah, I mean, we always say that this was a gatekeeper list, and it turns out, you know, he kept everybody up. So, <laughs> yeah. This is JJ's new uh, starting list here. All right, JJ, what did Arch Iberry take? So here we got a scum list making the t uh, the top here. So we got Fen Rao here with Fearless, Lone Wolf, Beskar, Reinforced Plating, and Mando Optics. Old Terok with Marksmanship, Fearless, Beskar, Plating, and Mando Optics. Lima Kai with Dorsal Turret and Plasma Torpedoes. Sirisu with Cutthroat, Ion Cannon, Magpulse, Warheads. And then to top off the list, Bosk with Marksmanship and Expert Handling in that Z95 Fighter. Uh, excellent five-ship list. I like this a lot. Uh, Sirisu uh, combined with Fangs is super, super good. You're able to um, really help them out on defense, and it makes them really hard to take out, especially if they can range control correctly and set up the um, the range one shots uh, against the other ships there. They can do a ton and ton of damage, and there's not very much you can do. I mean, the math for you trying to get... Um, to get three evades uh with uh against a uh, or with a fang fighter uh just goes up exponentially when you factor in that reroll with servisu and then their natural ability with concordia to get that free evade i mean you're you're almost every time getting uh, at least two and a half of eights every time. Uh, it is really, really good. Um, I do like Lima being a little more offensive-minded, uh, having Plasma Torpedoes and Dorsal Turret on this one here. Um, I I think the way you play Lima in this one here is you have her go behind Old Terok to uh, make sure Ulti can take away their 
uh, their tokens, and you could just set yourself up with a lock with Lima to strip any shields, and then Ulterra can go in and do that very big shot at range one um, or Fenral as well. Um, and then Boss, just being that objective grabber, um, is deceptively powerful with the marksmanship. Um, if you're able to get any um, any hits through, you're basically turning Boss into a three die gun, and it's uh, it's really good. So. I I'm not sold on the cutthroat on Cersei though. It's just I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't like it. I, I I do agree with you. The cutthroat on uh, on Cersei is probably not my preferred way to load out Cersei. Um, mainly because you're the only thing you're going to recharge here is going to be magpulse, right? Um, or remove an orange or red. It has a second ability. Yeah. True, true. But <laughs> sure, I mean, whatever. <laughs> the orange in this case is going to be what a jam token, maybe, and um, it's mostly the red, maybe like a stress token. That's the only yeah. thing I can think of, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, although getting three magpals would be kind of annoying off with that kind of list, but yeah, hmm. it's not my preferred Sarah, so no, yeah, exactly. All right, the last one we have, and then we're gonna close it out for tonight because it's been a long night. Um, is store champs Apollo Squadron in Texas? They did do a top cut. We have Vomit Blood showing back up again. Kudos to Vomit Blood. We're not covering his list, but kudos to him. I love the name. I feel like changing my name to Piss Blood or something like that instead. On it's a solid Robert. grindcore band name. Yeah, you should be a doctor if that's happening to you, man. <laughs> or be Doctor Piss Blood. Doctor Piss Blood. There you go. That's my new nickname on fucking uh, um, roll better there, baby. I, I should. I really should do that just to piss everyone off. Um. Anyway, oh, could you imagine if? Never mind. We're, I'm, yeah, I just have sorry. like Molly Cruz, Doctor Feel Good, but not yeah, those I'm, lyrics. It's great. I'm just yeah. We're gonna tangent if we keep going. <laughs> um. So fi- the the Tas Fiasco one. Alex, what does he have on his resistance list that went four and one? Uh, It is a Chewbacca plus four list, which is, I still think, better than a Chewbacca plus five. But Chewbacca has Ray, false transponder codes, and engine upgrade title. Ella with BB-8, heroic marksmanship, and disrespect jamming beam. (laughs) Snap Waxley with R6D8 HLC. Jess Pava with R2D2 Jamming Beam. R2D2 most likely just giving you the most charges out of any other astromech there. And then BBA with Larma Daisy. What does that do? Tell me what that does. That is the one that lets you still be able to jam. um, Most mostly relevant for this one because like it lets you coordinate and do the other stuff too. Uh, But it lets you uh, jam if you have two or fewer stress tokens, but you still treat it as red. Crazy. And I didn't have to look that up <laughs> because I have considered doing that on a list before, but that's because I had C3PO in a list somewhere else. And being able to coordinate a jam, even while you're stressed from across the board, is pretty cool. That was the one time I tried Lando, <laughs> Resistance Falcon. Well, it was a pretty solid list. 
I mean, Snap's going to hit hard if you bullseye someone. You get at least one reroll and an HLC shot off of that. Just Pava is super good. Just put her next to whoever you want, probably BB-8. And then um, that's an interesting LO. Um, I mean, the BB-8 or the BB Astromex, nice, I guess. Um, being I-5, being able to system phase reposition. But I still feel like I'd rather have, like, HLC or something on them to hit harder. Yeah, I kind of agree because it's an I-5. The HLC feels better, but I don't know. I mean, you could have BB-8 HLC if you really wanted. Uh, the BB-8 is, is the I think, the secret sauce piece of it because it allows you to do crazy stuff beforehand and because you move as an I-5, you might be able to get some blocks on things and then outmaneuver them. So, The last list I wanted to go through was from Houston Astros. I have no idea if they're doing any good this season, but this guy <laughs> made three and one, and I'll tell you what, JJ, we have a list that, in, that has Aiden in it. Aiden. Even after Aiden went to four points, we have, and then when you see what they put on Aiden, this is oh, like baby. up Alex's alley <laughs> totally. But yes. JJ, tell me what what the hell what what is what is in this list? Because this list is definitely something we have not seen on the table. Yeah. So the other important part here is that this is a empire list that does not have Vader at all on this one here. So uh, we got here the standard uh, the. Loadout here for Major Rhymer, Jonas, and Tomic's brand of Saturation, Shavo, Barrage Rockets, and a bomb. Uh, we got Gideon Hask in the TIE Fighter with Elusive and Proton Rocket. And I will stop here for just a second because Gideon Hask's ability allows him to roll an additional die against the damage defender when he's performing attack. Note that it does not say primary attack. It can do it with any secondary attack as well. So if you happen to line up a Gideon Hask uh, in Bullseye against the defender, that's damage he's rolling six dice with that proton rocket potentially at range two with that there so that is a big big shot that gideon has can do on there uh next up we got Aiden versio also rocking proton rockets at uh on her tie fighter there as well and erica quell with marksmanship and proton rockets now i think what really makes this uh work here um is Aiden here right because if you decide to try to strip the focus token away from gideon or Aiden, um Aiden can flip that charge to prevent any damage from coming in which means that they don't have to spend that focus token and they can easily uh retaliate uh, with their shot if they happen to get you in bullseye in there um that is a very very mean list um that if you don't see it coming man you're gonna be in for a world hurt this is an alex list like i'm sorry like all everybody's got pockets rocket 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 Hey, you you get that free lock with Eureka, okay? Yeah. As long as they're in your bullseye after you do a maneuver. You get that double mounted rocket just off rip. You just have to live at I3. I don't know, man. I, I, I actually might try playing this list because I've been playing a lot of, you know, dirge, right? And so like you're used to like working on the the uh, bullseye piece of it. So I don't know, like this might be this, this, this. Okay, this is a fun list to run flat out. Like this would be very fun to run, and this is a very cheap list to some extent to be able to run. So, 
would you give this to a new player? No, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, hey, hey, why don't on an I threes? Why don't you line up some bullseyes? There you go. Like, and and hope that they stay in your bullseye. No, thank. You. First turn, drop all your bombs. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Then all pockets. <sighs> all right. Well, thank you all so much for joining us tonight. Um, while we were casting, I, I'm just gonna make the decision. We are gonna take a week off. I'm just gonna between the funeral, I. I don't know. I've, I've, I need some emotional headspace uh, yeah, uh, to be able to take some time. Um, it maybe I'll get stoned or drunk one night and like message the guys and be like, Hey, want to do an impromptu episode, but probably not. Like, I think, I think at this point I really would like to take a week off um, in celebration of the holiday and um, in an effort to just give a little bit of space um, so that everybody can have some, some time with their families. So I know, Everybody has a lot of stuff going on. It feels weird, to be honest with you. Like, I don't like taking weeks off, but um, I just, I'm going to state it right now. I feel it's a good good day to take a day off. Um, celebrate July 1st while you can. Fair enough. I, I don't want to celebrate July 1st. It's not going to be super fun for me. Um, but yes, so we will not be back next week, Sunday. Or during the week, we're just I'm, we're just going to take the whole week off um, to let people be with their families, and uh, we'll hit it hard the week after that. Um, I won't say we won't pick up some games if there's people that want to play games on the stream. Maybe JJ and I will stream some games, but we will not be back with a podcast until July 9th, right? Yeah, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Till officially July 9th. So we we are going to take the second off, and we'll be back on. July 9th. All right. Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you, Alex. Thank you, JJ, for joining me tonight on our journey through new player list building and store champs. I will say we'll get back to our list archetypes the week after, and we will be doing aces that week. So we'll be doing some aces. Um, if you like any of the segments, you want to make comments, you can send us an email at syndicate at gmail.com. You can hop on our Discord or send us a private message and you can add JJ or a psych J or you can add Tanner PPS either, either one of those you can add us to say, Hey, fucking cover this or do this or whatever. <laughs> we'll consider it on the stream. Thank you all for joining us. Have a good night and we will see you in two weeks. Have a good night, everyone. Happy 4th of July, everybody. <laughs>